I'm Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. Where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Eve. Welcome back. Thanks. Also, welcome back to the days after the first five days of January that were like the only remote downtime we had. This is this is day one PC post coup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we need to need to be talking about it now. Um, we have post first attempt of coup. Uh, yeah, first attempt, round one. Round one. Um, we have with us today uh, Molly Conger, who's a freelance journalist out of Charlottesville and one of the the best dog moms on the internet. <laughs> Um, here to talk to us about what she saw yesterday. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's bad vibes. Just a general miasma of vibes. So let's just go in a little bit of chronological <laughs> order. Your 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 little uh, there's I can't even remember what exactly the tweet was, but like there there was there were some vibes that where you were picking up on that it might turning what it did yeah it was one of those tweets that did not age well I think it's like <laughs> or maybe aged too well yeah. yeah like signal was not good so like as I was walking towards the Capitol right at one o'clock I said like signal's not good here where there's like weird insurrection vibes and then I guess they were using stingrays because it, like I don't think it was a capacity issue because there was like a demarcation one block from the Capitol where your signal came back Mm. Um, so I think they were they were jamming or using stingrays or something. So the whole time I was up there, I had no signal. But the, I was right; the vibes were uh, insurrectiony. Yeah. So what what did you see? Where were you? What did so, um? I was <laughs> doom scrolling on Twitter. So, but that's the weird thing is because there was no signal. The people who like allegedly care the most about the outcome of the election had no access to information about how it was going. So, like, we're all standing there, like, yelling at a building, and we don't know what's going on inside. Like, the Capitol got breached, and a woman got shot to death. And I was standing outside, and, like, none of us knew. Like, we didn't know people had gotten inside. We didn't know someone was dead. Like, we were all just standing there yelling at a building. <laughs> uh, so, was there, there was not really any, like, counter-protester presence this time, I'm assuming? No. And, like... This is complicated. Like all those libs ahead of time were like, oh, like stay inside, like hide from the from the Proud Boys. I think that's bullshit. I don't think we should hide from like street fascists, like coming and doing violence and wandering the streets where like people live. People don't live on the National Mall. Uh, and this wasn't street. This was, these weren't like street fascists. This was like 10,000 MAGA dads. And I don't I don't know what an effective counter protest to that would look like because these people wanted to murder. It was yeah. super Portland's like bombs. It was at, at some point, some guy like, I don't know, he saw someone wearing like a black hat and he goes, there's Antifa, Antifa's here. And a man with a literal pitchfork turned on his heel and ran over to see if Antifa was here. I was like, are, are you going to stab oh Antifa? Oh my God. And it wasn't, you know, sometimes you see a guy with like a flag. It's like, you literally bought that flag off the internet yesterday. It's still all crease. Like mm-hmm. he didn't get this pitchfork for show. It was like a rusty ass pitchfork from his house. He was serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, He's practiced. Like, like, kill the beast. Like, you're here to storm the beast's castle. Yeah, yeah. So you really had no idea what was going on inside until, like, after and you got home. 
Right. Like I, so I walked like a block away and I got signal back. I had like a hundred messages from a friend of mine who's a mom, you know, like, like intense mom texts. She was like, get the fuck out of there. Like someone got shot. There's bombs. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. It seems fine. <laughs> I the lack know of communication the- is comforting actually. <laughs> yeah, actually that's, if there was a bomb inside, I feel like they should have told us like the cops could have been like, Hey, I know you guys don't want to leave. Like the pepper spray is not making you leave, but like, just FYI, there is a bomb if that changes, like, your personal <laughs> calculus here. <laughs> but they did not give us that option. I guess if they're using jammers or stingrays or whatever, that's that's really nice because they're they're disabling themselves in addition to everyone oh, I'm sure around they have them. Around and so maybe. They maybe yeah, had walkie-talkies, like, like, but definitely not everyone in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Oh, they probably had walkie-talkies or something, oh, yeah. but definitely not, like, everyone in the crowd had access to that. Yeah, I think that, you know, there were definitely guys with, like, earpieces on for, like, radios and stuff, but... Gotcha. I mean, I think to some extent it did sort of keep the crowd from getting, like, too hot for blood. Like, I think if everyone in the crowd knew about the murder, it could have gotten way weird. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel like if that had happened, like, in a, like in the middle of a public space where lots of people could see it rather than like in a hallway. Right. Um, although I don't know, like a, a guy died, like I was standing on the, so you know, in that sort of semicircle in front of the Capitol, there's, you know, like right, there's the stairs and then there's this sort of semicircular flat area and there's like a low wall around it. And I was standing on that low wall because I didn't want to get crushed to death because that seemed like a real possibility. So standing on that wall and a guy had a heart attack and died like right in front of me and nobody like, there was not like a widespread reaction to a guy dying and his corpse being carried out. Wow. Oh my God. I'm like, that's like, not, <laughs> that's not surprising, <laughs> but like, damn. Like there was that's no to our panic or like big concern. Didn't like harsh anybody's vibe. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were obviously like, and they, they talked a lot about this publicly, like, actually prepared to like die and go to war and we're like prepping their families for like their inevitable death and i'm like y'all the fucking cops and everybody has been colluding with you in making this happen like the thing i i like dawned on me today was just like also the abject failure of every single national security agency that we have (laughs) because literally this was being planned on twitter they did absolutely fuck all didn't even have like extra people in the capital even knowing this was happening and now they're like oh no we can't identify these people and i'm like yeah because it's you it's and you it's and like, your friends you didn't even <laughs> try the, the DC cnn docks them for you go get them the dc police chief was like well we didn't have any intelligence that they were even going to come to the capital i was like dog i downloaded a pdf like full color map and itinerary from a website called maga rally guide like yeah i think, I think maybe <laughs> you did know yeah yeah i think <laughs> the, maybe you orchestrated this the um fbi tweet that's been going around with like central sending info is especially funny to my my slightly younger friends who are all very much on TikTok and they're like yeah my for you page is all teens just just identifying guys from the uh, <laughs> if they were yeah. just on TikTok they would just yes. see it all it's a delight to me to see like regular people like posting shit that they saw on Facebook from their own circles and like doxing these people and they're losing yeah. their jobs and it's like 
here's this like middle-aged real estate agent bragging about breaching the capital. Like, what are you just like posting it on Facebook? Like, oh yeah, I just did a coup. Their their opsec is so bad. They have zero of it. There is zero opsec. I mean, I guess if you've never faced a consequence, if nothing bad has ever happened to you, if nobody ever told you like you're not allowed to do something, you didn't get in trouble for something that you thought was bullshit, like why? Why would you think you'd get in trouble? Yeah, yeah. Well, and like when the people who are allegedly supposed to be keeping you out are instead taking selfies with you and literally opening the gates, like. <laughs> well, I think <sighs> there's, I think there's this this attitude, and I, this is what I kept hearing in the videos I was watching about it was, this is our house. We, you know, they represent us. And but it's like the people's house, but like it's not literally like you, you. It's not literally the subtext, yours. <laughs> right. the subtext there is. It, this is for white people. Why aren't you protecting our supremacy? Why are you not like getting with the agenda that we all tacitly agreed to for forever? I'm a middle-aged, middle-class business yeah. owner. My interests are very important. And that's what they can. This is not economic anxiety. They're all middle-aged, middle-class business owners. Yeah. 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 And it's it's they're saying they're saying the loud part out loud. And if no one is listening, then um their, their, their ears are very closed. Right. I don't know how much more overt these people could be. Like NPR quoted that woman saying like, they're not supposed to shoot us. They're supposed to shoot black people. Like, oh, you did say it. Yeah, you did out say loud. That. I heard <laughs> you it. It came, it right came from your, your face. You made those sounds. I mean, you're always saying it, but like this time you said it. It's a relief to hear it, but like, my God. <sighs> and then everyone is like, oh my this. God, how could we... How could like how could we have known? Like this is this is so shocking and surprising. And I'm like, no, it's really not. There. I mean, it's, it's still deeply surreal, but I wouldn't say any of the emotions I felt were surprise. Right, exactly. Or it's like I I knew this something bad would happen, but I didn't know it would be quite so tacky. Although right. I guess I should have. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should have. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean. Have we seen these people on the internet? We know how they, how everything is very banal. Just like, the merchandising. Like, I, like one of the pictures that I did manage to post yesterday was like, so like they're evacuating the capital because of the bomb. Like people have started to sort of move away. Like people know that like a woman is like several people are dead, that there's been multiple IEDs found. And like, you know, a lot of people have been tear gassed. And like people are just sort of calmly filtering away from the Capitol as the National Guard arrives. And there's like bear cats and like all fire trucks and like hundreds of cop cars and like buses full of SWAT teams, everything like hurtling towards the Capitol. And people are just sort of like ambling away, just kind of like taking their time and like walking mm -hmm. their small dogs. And there's like babies in strollers walking out of like the SWAT zone. And there is a guy, like arms reach from a fucking bear cat, like a bomb squad tech. And he is selling Trump flags off of his little car. He made a sale. Of course. <laughs> of course he did. We don't know if that bomb is going to explode. But you need that 25 bucks. You, like, but he's just operating by the Ferengi rules the of sale. engagement. Like, That's right. The, what rule of acquisition is that? Exactly. Always be closing. Yeah. <laughs> there were people in line at the ice cream truck. Like, a, like a line of, like, a buses zooming by full of FBI SWAT and there are people lined up to buy soft serve and honestly it was cold Who I mean I right. guess some of this does it does speak to like 
you know, let's give DC some credit. They see a lot of protests. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these, people, these weren't just like DC people. These were people who like were wearing their MAGA hats and had just left. Uh-huh. The, they had just left from like committing federal felonies. Like Good. I just Good. stormed the Capitol. Like I'm gonna get some soft serve. I mean, they have. I did it. I, I sat <laughs> in the seat and I did a good job. So I get ice cream. I now. deserve a treat. <laughs> There's no gold stars. I, I just committed like the most amount of treason, but <laughs> damn it, I deserve ice cream. Sedition is hungry work. <laughs> I just like. And thank God. Thank God I'd already fully dissociated at that point and was able to just like take a picture of the guy getting his ice cream and like not have an emotional reaction. But like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's oh, a lot. <laughs> so, Just, okay. So you said you saw a lot of Christian iconography. What did you see? Cause I'm very curious. I, I expect that there's a lot and I expect there's, you know, stuff that Kieran and I would be very familiar with if we've been able to get that there. Yeah, but, something that um, I can't quite decipher. I mean, there's always, like, there's guys that you're not going to be able to decipher. Like, the lady in the InfoWars hoodie wearing, like, confusing red, white, and blue face paint, like, screaming about the end times into a megaphone and no one in particular. Like, that's not decipherable. That's not. That's just, no. she's just doing her thing. Yeah. She's just like, her own little, her own little bubble. But, like, the the specific fascination of, a, like, a, a kind of evangelical with shofars, there's a lot of shofar blowing. And no Jews... So you know why the the moving the embassy to Jerusalem is a big deal, right? Right. They're they're pumped about the end times. They are ready. Yeah. Yeah. So the end times, like, uh, depends on their their particular eschatology. Could mean (laughs) that they're really excited for the rapture, so that they can like miss out on you know Armageddon. Or I'm not trying to suffer. Tribulation is not for me. Yeah. 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 So you're a preacher. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, those the, there, there's a large contingent of like Christ can't return until Armageddon happens, mm. and so you know, like, who cares if we get hurt? Who cares right. if we like, you know, lose our bodies in Mortal Combat? Because like, as soon as like it's over, it's over, and we get we can a, accelerate you know, this process. Heavenly kingdom, new heaven. bodies, and bliss for forever. And so those kind of evangelicals, again, I'm, I'm not religious. I did not grow up in a church. Like, I think every, every couple of years, my mom would wake up in a panic. Like, oh, my God, I'm raising my children to be fucking monsters. And she would take <laughs> us to whatever, whatever Protestant church was, like, in the neighborhood. And we would go one time. And she'd be like, actually, this sucks. We're not doing this again. Uh, so I, <laughs> good for I her. A, that's a, that's a good way to go. I don't have a lot of religious education. But, like, these evangelicals are not super into, like, imagery of Mary. So I saw right. this lady wearing robes like a full length white robe with gold trim with a portrait of the Virgin Mary, like Lady Guadalupe carrying the shofar and also wearing a tricorn hat like Ben Franklin. That's a lot. That's <laughs> and a the guy, lot of you, things. The, the guy that she was with was also dressed the same, except instead of the tricorn hat, he had a beanie and he was smoking a joint. Did he also have the Virgin Mary on him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And a huge shofar, biggest I've ever seen. No <laughs> so we're compensating think, so, a little bit yeah so i think i think that the you know yeah you're right like the evangelicals are not really big into the virgin mary like there's there's is a contingent of this like radical eschatology that does exist within like certain groups of of catholics but they're very few and far between and they really don't go this far you know with the the conservative 
like city on a hill bullshit like christ and you the united states as like a united idea yeah um that a lot of these people have because like you know the catholic church is a a little bit more global (laughs) um but yeah the 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 tricorn hat i mean all of it is very much like we are you know the descendants of the pilgrims who were brought here and we're God's new chosen and people. We, we and deserve like the, to take this over. This is, oh, this yeah. is the new promised land and this is a new covenant. And like America is supposed to be a Christian nation. And we're trying to get back to that. I mean, you would have loved, <laughs> I went to, and Jesus couple, comes back <laughs> a couple months ago. I went to um, an anti-mask rally in Fredericksburg and like, mm-hmm. I got there a little bit late. So when I got there, there was already like someone on the stage speaking and it was a um, George Washington impersonator. Like mm. full, like colonial dress, like with a little hat. Naturally, I mean, you, and he you, was like, "It's not real if you don't have one." <laughs> yeah, he got a little hat, a little wig, wig, uh, and he was telling some like a historical anecdote about George Washington's childhood. I was like, "I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's true." But then he got overcome by the spirit of Christ. Just like the word was flowing through him, and he started like talking very fast and getting very agitated, and he like collapsed to his knees and started screaming that George Washington was a soldier in the army of God, and he was a prayer warrior for America, and that was the spirit of America, and that's what's going to save America. We're going to all going to be prayer warriors. I mean, uh, and again, he is dressed as George Washington. Yeah, yeah, that that does that, that tracks. tracks. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> like, yeah, that's <laughs> more or less what I was told without the impersonation bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I mean little bear wheeler like would have done it probably. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, like there's definitely a lot of like founding fathers cosplay that happens. You would have seen this kind of thing at the homeschool convention in Richmond at least every other third every third year. Yeah. Well, and like new, there's also <laughs> there's also the whole like homeschooled conservative families going to Williamsburg in like mm. full cosplay and like just pretending they live in 1700s oh yeah well and not just that but like you know doing civil war reenacting and like oh yeah who cares what side they're on and just like this is the whole thing no i think very much matters which side you're on well (laughs) no no for then for them when they were very very often (laughs) just seems like it seems like that's kind of like the crux of it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. but for these reenactments, like obviously, if you're playing as the Union, you still support the South because if you didn't, you'd be ostracized. States' rights. Ah, states', yeah. states rights. States' rights. Yep. Yeah, I, I grew up in Virginia. That was in my curriculum as a child. Yep. That's that's, that's... all I got for history about it. I was like, really? It's just states' rights, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. Is it though? It's it's depressing that like a public school education was as good as a homeschool education on that one though. Yeah. I mean, in in my childhood, I think it stopped in 2000. We had Lee Jackson King Day off school. It was an official state holiday. No, no. Lee Jackson King Day went until 2011, I think. Sick. Our our shofar friends were, um, there was, like I said, like your soul leaves your body and you're not there. You're not, you're not really there with these people we're not we're not existing in the same physical plane i'm not watching you blow your shofar as the swat team whizzes by sirens blaring to to find the bomb in the capital like literally like (laughs) blowing that horn like summoning the end times in their defense they're also dissociated as fuck oh yeah you can't do that kind of performance unless you're just like completely giving yourself over to it yeah they're not really feeling it really in the zone yeah Um, my parents also had a shofar 
they're really bad at it, but they definitely did get it for like when the time came to be blowing it. So clearly a lot of these people were like hoping so to it, be raptured like maybe yesterday. Well, it's it like, like behind, you know, like the sounding, the sounding of like, the trumpets is what announces Jesus's presence. And that like can only happen if times, people are sounding trumpets. Yeah. In case of end times break glass. like Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. for us. In case of end, they also they also do their own the show like, far. uh, like Christian washed uh Passover Seder celebrations, yes. and they'll yeah. use them there. Oh like, yeah, 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 definitely for celebrating the Jewish holidays inappropriately. Shofars make a presence. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna commit, go all in. Yeah, yeah, and and like honestly, if you're gonna have a shofar, like you're gonna want to show that off. Like that's just a I mean, it's just piece. gathering dust in your garage. <laughs> right. It's the only time you get to use it is when you're around other people and they think it's cool and your kids are tired of it. No, the kids are tired of it because they don't get to use it. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so there was a lot of like there was there was a fair number of like shofar guys in robes, but let me see if I can find this picture. Hold on. So many pictures. I mean, there's a lot of like Mark of the Beast stuff because people oh, are yeah. mad about the vaccine. Um, but there was a, I assume this has got to be a biblical thing because it, it's like, it seemed like, it seemed like maybe a blood libel thing. Um, there was like a oh, trailer, like, like a tractor trailer, like a little, like a, like a little pole trailer behind a truck parked near mm-hmm. the Washington Monument. And it had all this information on it. I'm trying to read the picture that I took. Um, the CERN Abbas giant associated with Hercules is a giant, 180-foot monument inscribed onto the ground with chalk rubble. It's dated as far back as the 17th century. Who created the monument? Who was supposed to see it? From the sky? No planes existed. Extraterrestrial? No, I don't believe in them. I believe a giant did it. Long before the 17th century. See Genesis 6-1, King James <laughs> That is new to me, but I ship it. (laughs) And then there's there's a picture of a a naked, like a giant naked man eating a baby, like biting into its chest. Oh my fucking God. So the Nephilim is this, uh, this Christian mythology of these like sons of God who walked the earth. And the idea is basically like the angels fucked humans. And then they had these like half breed, not very smart giant. I forgot about that. Did they eat babies? I think that it was not necessarily that they ate babies as a like big thing, but they just weren't very smart and they were kind of brutish. Well, this guy's straight up eating a baby. I'm going to go to the website. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, (laughs) The Nephilim, I'm, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, this is my, my yeah. partner is um, a super devout Catholic. It's um, uh, so we were we love to watch movies where there's I don't know like exorcisms and devils and stuff because he gets very mad about how it's like not biblically accurate. Yeah, that's right, right. always really exciting. <laughs> so we watch a lot of those movies, and we watched the um, 1995 movie The Prophecy, where Christopher Walken plays the Archangel Gabriel. Do you know this movie? This. No, I don't. But it's on HBO right now. All th- there's the first three are on it. There's actually five of them. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! god. <laughs> Christopher Walken is only in the first three. Um, Viggo Mortensen plays the devil. Ooh. I, I don't know why you guys I'm aren't here. watching this right now. Yeah, no, yeah. I need to be seeing that tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like we need to have a watch party about it. But yeah, in the sequel, 
uh, Jennifer Beale gets knocked up by an angel who gets murdered and then she is pregnant with a Nephilim. That's how I know about Nephilim is because I watched this movie. So I learned, actually, it was, it was was educational. I learned a lot. I'm learning a lot about the Lord. Thank you, Jennifer Beale. There is this, um, yeah, you, you made the connection to blood Bible. And I think there's like, there's this mythology of the last 13th tribe of Israel that came to North America across the Oh, right, because, you know. And they are the uh, indigenous peoples here or were here before the indigenous peoples and then they got wiped out. I don't know. But like when they look at, you know, people like this will look at that the crop circle, uh, not like contemporary crop circles, but like the old art in stone and um, in the land, that kind of stuff that can only be seen from like a plane. Um, they attribute it to that. And so, yeah, so what you're giants, giants, yeah, did it. So giants, giants. So that it sounds, it sounds like it's part of part and parcel with that whole nonsense. I just don't understand why the art on the side of the trailer was like these weird crude drawings of men with enormous penises and little noodle arms. I don't know where that. <laughs> I mean, comes in. they focused on the important <laughs> feature. When when are you gonna get a chance to like draw dicks for Jesus? Right. I mean, you could do That's that true. in the this Bible. Is this- it is very fun to do. Is it allowed? Who's going to stop you? <laughs> I heard the I heard the end time is coming, so I don't know. You might get caught. <laughs> There's other shit happening that is bigger than drawing dicks in a Bible. <laughs> so besides, aside from the like overt iconography, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was so like before we went to the Capitol, there was everyone was gathering. So I'm still looking at this cartoon dick and not your faces. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we get to see the cartoon dick yeah. later. Yeah, I'll send. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Everyone's gathered at the Washington Monument to watch Trump speak on a jumbotron. Like mm-hmm. I don't know where he physically was because he was billed as like, oh, Trump's going to address the crowd. Like, he's going to. It was like there. in front like, of the Capitol, in front, like plexiglass behind plexiglass and stuff. But everyone was gathered at the Washington Monument, which is like a mile and a half away, watching it on a jumbotron. Okay. Um, so it's this like big open field and there's like thousands of people and people are like climbing trees to see if try and see if they can see Donald Trump. It's like, bro, he's not here. Yeah. Um. And the, but the energy, and I, I guess I only like I'm making this reference based on like what I've seen in pop culture because I've never been to a tent revival. I have been to a mega church, but like the, the energy was this sort of like like positive, suggestible, like everyone like everyone was like feeding off each other's energy. Like at one point during Trump's speech, this guy got like overcome by how patriotic he was feeling he started giving his own speech and the people gathered in a circle around him and they were like saying amen and like their bodies were moving oh wow yeah yeah and like that's the that's the spirit (laughs) happening but it wasn't about god it was about like taking back the country like he was like inciting the matter because the country belongs to god and is part of it's basically the same thing but yeah. it was this, like intense religious fervor, but about political violence. But the energy was very religious. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this goes back to the whole, like, if you assume that, that like, the City on a Hill speech is the, like, template for how they all think about, you know, existing in America. We're talking, like, Winthrop's speech to the Pilgrims on the Mayflower, like that. 
Um, was it Winthrop or Bradford? Anyway, um, I thought you were talking about Ronald Reagan, so you could do. No, 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 no. City on the Hill. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that okay, was so before. City, the City on the Hill speech is. I gotta fact check myself here. Hang on. Live research. It's Winthrop. Yeah, yeah it is Winthrop. Okay. Um. So John Winthrop was leaving the Pilgrims, you know, to colonize Massachusetts, and they had this idea of like, we are called by God to like make this a Christian colony. Like they had been hanging out in Amsterdam and it was too sexy of a city and everybody (laughs) was starting to stray. So they had to go isolate themselves in the middle of, you know, nowhere, Massachusetts. There's nothing Uh, less sexy than smallpox. Right. Well, they didn't think so. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so the city on a hill speech is what he he is his like all right let's do this thing we're gonna land and like do you know create our colony and like it sets the tone for how they see themselves and their purpose there and so when reagan brings that back up it's this like we're gonna co-opt that energy for ourselves and for like the new religious right yeah, these people definitely see this as a Christian nation. I don't think there was anyone there who would disagree with that statement. Yeah, and the uh, some people are very just attached. Like, there's there's no differentiation for them between like American patriotism and their Christianity. Like, they're just so intertwined together, which well, is why Ameri- God people being so passionate this. about it. Right. God did this for exactly. us. Actually, it's exactly. Actually, one of the that guy that got really worked up and he was like yelling at the crowd. Like by the time he got to sort of the, the crescendo of his patriotic speech, he was talking about how like, you know, we shouldn't have won the Revolutionary War. Like God did that. This is this is why the magical thinking about the ballot count and like the the court cases and like the fact that like Trump clearly lost. Like clearly and definitively lost. But the magical thinking around like, it's just gonna get fixed is because Mm -hmm. God's will must be that this continue because we got it in in the first time and we're gonna keep going and we're like progress. We have to continue with this trend. And and so obviously there's something's gonna come through the last second. I think that's what's so hard for me. It's like, I'm I'm watching them try and reason through this and you're like, you can't, you can't facts and logic your way to a conclusion here that works for you. And, but you can't debate them on that ground because they're not, that's not what they're waiting for. They're waiting for a miracle. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story that might like, (laughs) you're probably familiar with this kind of thing, but like, this might help put, put this into context. When I was like eight or nine, there was a guy in our church who was, uh, got, had diagnosed, been diagnosed with fourth stage colon cancer. Well, that's, that's bad. Yeah. And it was clear he was not going to make it. And like, even I knew like at age eight, I mean, my mom's a nurse, so I knew a little bit more than your average eight year old because she was, but I knew that stage four is like, you, you die at stage five. Like you, there's no coming back right. from that. <laughs> stage four means like you have weeks and everybody they had two different like rallies at church where everybody was praying for healing for him and everybody was just saying i believe he's gonna get healed and like 
prophesying over you know this like marvelous recovery and all this stuff and I just was like so when I you know you had to pray so I had to pray and my turn came and it was like I'm not going to say anything about that because it's like I'm going to pray for peace <laughs> we're going to do that we're going to play yes. this like this is I'm not going to waste my prayers exactly. no but like I was like this doesn't make any sense and I don't understand why all of these adults around me are like fervently believing that like he's going to get better when it's not something that is going to happen. And, and if I'd taken that to my pastor, I would have been told like, oh, well, you can't, like, of course it's not going to happen if you don't have faith that it's going to happen. Right. You killed him basically. Yeah. I basically killed him. Yeah. Like you didn't believe hard enough. It's, it's the, it's the like Peter Pan, you got to believe in the fairies (laughs) scene. So if they stop believing, then they'll be, you know, responsible for it not happening. And if it, they keep believing until the very end and it doesn't happen, then it's God's will and it's not their fault and they can't be blamed for it. Yeah. So you win no matter what. It's God's will no matter uh-huh. what. But uh-huh. unless unless you didn't pray hard enough and he died, it wasn't God's will, it was actually your fault. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always that possibility, but like if you're asking that question, it's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I it, I can't get into the headspace where it makes sense to me to behave this way. It doesn't make sense. You have to, you have to basically trap yourself out of logic yeah. in order to make it work. You have to eliminate certain like normal, reasonable precepts for how the universe works to accept. It's like this premise might be possible. It's like how you have to like hold that while playing a video game. You have to just like accept that environment is a real thing and that's just how stuff works. And there's no like other reason other than that's the rules of the game. Right, but like suspension of disbelief is fine for like if you're interacting with someone who's delusional and I think it's easier to just like be on the same plane with them so that it's not a confrontation. But when those people are taking their delusion and storming the capital with it, like at some point we have to reach a consensus about yes. how reality works. Yes. Yes. And that's part of what's so dangerous. I think about the like anti-media rhetoric around because it's, it's eliminating the agreement on what reality is. Yep. And once you have that corroded, then this potential disbelief doesn't become so much of a stretch and QAnon is suddenly like totally accessible for your belief. The, the anti-media bias yeah. is ex- dream like I saw no marked press the entire time I was in the crowd like in the milieu and I assume I was not the only one wearing a wig and hiding my press credentials in my bra you know what I mean like I'm not saying Mm -hmm. there was no media there I'm saying I didn't see them right because we would have been stabbed did you see that there was somebody wrote on one of the doors inside like kill the media kill the media Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, well, like they totally see it as a threat, which is why they've been running their own media stuff and trying to bring that mainstream. Right. But they're like, first of all, we have to demonize the media that exists. Well, they have to be the arbiters of. They have to be the arbiters of truth in order yep. to, like, create an alternate reality. Yeah, well, it's well just and they so know that, like, though, because like, so after I sort of moved away from there, it was probably like four, four thirty. I was, you know, a block away from the Capitol. So my phone worked and we were an hour and a half before curfew and people are sort of starting to stream away. And as people pass me as they're leaving, I'm sort of like engaging some of these people trying to get a feel of like what, because these people had just left and trying to like feel out like what the vibe is up there. Like, oh, are you just leaving because you got cold or like, are they making you guys leave? 
And this guy walks by and I was like, hey, man, like, that's crazy. Like, did you hear that the lady died? And he's like, I don't know. The media said it. But, you know, he's like, I watched a video of her being murdered. Like, I could show it to you. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know what you mean. I have evidence It's a deep of fake. This, it's a but, deep uh, fake. Yeah. yeah. I, Everything's fake. I do. I, I struggle with this a lot with my students because I teach, like, I teach media literacy as part, <laughs> of, my as part of my composition courses. And I had a cute a non-believer in my last class, um, my last semester. And it was really hard to, like, reason with because it's like, but does this make sense for how normal people behave is like the basic question you have to ask. Does I this make sense to your experience point, of reality? If you right. get to the point you're saying, do you really think Bill and Hillary Clinton are consuming human babies? Does that jive with your sense of <laughs> like you've, you've already lost. It's already over. And we made some headway. And I think that there were the student left with a whole lot more questions than they answered in. Hi, which one is this? That's Otto. Oh. <laughs> Good to interrupt the podcast. We like animal Sorry. guests. So no, good. we like animal guests here. I mean, I always have a couple here. <laughs> on the phone for a while and he's starting to get a little jealous. Yeah, yeah. At least he's being quiet. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, what were you saying good. about eating babies? <laughs> eating babies, you know. Just Normal things shit. that you made, you made headway with your student. Like you got somewhere with my them? Student, my, my student ended with more questions and less certainty. And I mean, I'm as long really as happy asking with those questions. Yeah. I'm really happy with that. It's weird yeah, to see it get young actually. people. Like it's it's such a boomer brain disease. I think it was because this person's mother had swallowed a hook, line, and sinker. And yeah. the more this person like differentiated from the mom, I, I need to stop talking so I don't identify anything more. But yeah. It was hard. Yeah. I found it's out hard. one of my siblings has gone full oh, no. QAnon and oh. I found that out on Facebook a couple days ago and I've just been like I haven't really had the chance to process that information I'm just I'm I mean, not family surprised. Is, family is hard enough even when you're all in the same like consensus reality yeah I don't know yeah. I don't know what you do yeah. once that's broken down well I mean and and us existing outside of the quiverful world means that we already don't exist in the same consensus right. reality. So exactly. it's, it's a lost cause, maybe. Yeah. yeah I guess the, those ships have sailed. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not a mother of nine. Yeah, no, like, being queer is just like, uh, you don't exist. Right. I mean, you could still have 12 children for God. Have you considered it? Yeah, my uterus and I are not on speaking terms, though, so. <laughs> I, I ripped that shit out of my body, so. <laughs> It was, this is completely. You saved it on ice for God. No, in a pillow. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's in a pillow that I stabbed. It's fine. Um, it's, it's actually being used for science uh, at UCSF. But um, yeah, no, that's not. I had, this is completely unrelated, but I had my top surgery consult yesterday. Congratulations. And the surgeon was like, okay, so you probably already know this and you're probably already fine with this but just so you know if you have top you can't breastfeed and and, and she used the word chest feed but i i'm used oh, to breastfeeding because yeah me um and i was like 
No, I already got the uterus out. Like I've, I, I've settled that question. Like, what are you gonna breastfeed? Like, there's, that's not a possibility anymore. Anyway, I have. My partner is not <laughs> into that kind of play. We're good. <laughs> what have you adopted a litter of stray kittens? Then my cat would have to breastfeed. <laughs> so, like, that would that would be up to Peridot and how motherly she's feeling. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good to to let you know when you're crossing the the nipple Rubicon. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I appreciated it, but at the same time, I already I've made that decision, <laughs> and it's irreversible at this point. <laughs> I've settled that with myself. The consideration is sweet, though. Yeah. Yeah. I I really did appreciate it. I'm like I like this is a very good thing to remind people about when they've decided that they don't want tits anymore. Um, but I've. I, I'm I'm completely fine with that result. Oh, speaking of reproduction, Eve, you said you asked if there were um, anti-abortion people there. There yes. were. Don't worry, they were there. Okay. <laughs> so there was this like, were there little babies with them, like carrying little signs? Oh my god! One of the biggest signs, like up close to the Capitol, like as the storming of the Capitol was taking place, probably the largest sign that anyone had was one of those like gra- like, like fake graphic pictures of like a mutilated fetus. Yes, yes so it's like I'm watching the death of democracy, and you keep showing me this like fake fetus. Uh... I mean, this is just like leftovers from Hillary Clinton's last meal. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but her emails. Yeah, they're, they're no. definitely the abortions. Oh. I mean, yeah, I guess and, they're worried about they're worried about like a baby holocaust, right? Like Joe Biden will kill everyone's babies and eat them, right? And this and is, come for the guns. Well, and, Which, and like, the at this thing point is this is their like this in their minds is their biggest talking point for like how and why black people should be part of their movement. I hate that, that shit. I hate that so much. Think very, very, they're very certain that, you know, the abortion clinics are set in downtown so that they can, you know, commit black genocide. And I'm like, well, have you seen cops? <laughs> right. It's like a lot of, right. like, it's a lot of concern about black fetuses for people who don't care about black alive people. Yes. Yeah. But that's always the case with these people. Like they care more about the fetus. Yeah, once, once it's then, born, yeah, like once, once it's, it's born, born it sucks. Yeah, like, you know, baby. Once it's born, if it's not like actively preaching the gospel, it's not useful. Right. If it's crying oh, it or try like it's trying. That's to just rebellion. You know, like Spank that baby. It just it just is trying to manipulate you into meeting its needs, and that's just sinful. And your baby should know better. <laughs> I'm sorry, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we're um, we're actually spouting um. Things are actually in parenting books that we grew up with. Yes, oh, this was actually this, stuff that this is, you know. This is serious. Yeah, That's I'm not have so many kids so that they take care of each other. Ew. Well, it, it's, right. they, they call it. There's blanket training where it's like you know you you put the kid on the blanket and then you like put a thing near it and then you swat its hand when it goes near it because you're like you know, teaching it no and trying to like break its spirit so that it mm-hmm. will be more obedient. Right. And after you, three you, months, that's that's not even like how you train dogs. No. No, no. This is this is stuff that like Dobson and company like endorsed, and he's supposedly a child psychologist, so it's fine. Yeah, it's and like this turned out so normal. All like homeschool parents <laughs> are given these things as like here. This we, is how you raise your child to be godly and never stray from you in their adulthood. And I'm just here to say, 
Look how well that worked. Your kids are so well behaved. They're so queer and so out and so not part of your family anymore. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Wonder why? I know. Not part of the the quiver anymore. <laughs> no. No, no. We 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 shot ourselves out. Yeah. They <laughs> they trained to be arrows, and we did the thing, just not how they fucking wanted us to. I mean, I they think arrows are supposed to shoot straight. Yeah. That that was that was the failure from the get go. So what else did you see that that yeah. threw? What else did I see? Oh man! Oh, I'll send you this video. This was one of my favorite like moments where it's just where a hole opens up and you enter a little pocket dimension where you're in a, like a B movie. <laughs> um, so as I'm approaching the Capitol, it's like right around one o'clock, the time when the the MAGA rally guide said that we were all going to go to the Capitol, right? So like everyone's moving that direction. Right. A few minutes prior to that, in an interaction that I didn't witness, but I later saw a video of, like, there had been, like, five cops guarding the stairs, and then there was, like, a a minor altercation, and the cops were like, "Mm, I don't know, I'm going to go. So there were no cops there when I got there. Of course. And so people are, like, trampling over this barricade that had been, like, torn down. And there's this group, and, like, the one in front is holding, like, a little banner with some kind of religious symbol on it. I don't remember what it was. I'll send it to you. Uh, And they're, they're walking really slow. They're, like, kind of shuffling and they're all like monotonally chanting a rosary. They're pl- they're praying the rosary and just like shuffling towards the Capitol where there's already like screaming happening, right? Like they're moving towards this, the storming of the Capitol where people are hollering and chanting and like, and they're just intoning their Hail Mary. Wow. It is so spooky. That, so this that is a pacifist is really pro-life spooky. contingent. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we don't oh. believe in the violence, but we support the idea. But they're definitely heading towards it to do it. Forgot well, I mean, you, you have to you have to be chanting the rose. You want to be there. Everybody. I mean, just in case anything went wrong, they were like already apologizing to God. So like if they died in battle, like they're set. Right. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Covering the souls of the other damned. Yeah. Oh yeah, super spooky. That is creepy. That is and, like, so I, creepy. I don't. I don't want to sound like I got anti-Catholic bias. Like I said, my partner is extremely Catholic. Praises Rosary, but something about like shuffling towards a scene of violence, praying in a monotone is like this. Is, like if you wrote this in a movie, seems like very, that's like super hack. Yeah, seems yeah. very uh, you know, Spanish conquistador vibes. Mm-hmm. Just like not an ideal vibe. No. For me personally. They seem to be really feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) Just different wavelength. Yeah. Oh, and the the march. So the march that they had on the MAGA rally guide that I downloaded on the internet. I don't know if anybody told the police about it because it was on the internet. Clearly Um, they didn't. The police don't have the internet. (laughs) Yeah. This march. If there's anything we've learned, the police, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, (laughs) and Homeland Security do not have the internet or actually. They invented it and then they don't remember that answer. They just maybe forgot they, the password, and now they're they just, they've just been screwed. They just don't have a PDF oh. viewer. They, yeah, they never so they, downloaded you Adobe. You know that Adobe, that Adobe Acrobat subscriptions are all pricey these days. It's the market. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't afford to keep it up with their multi-million dollar budgets of, like, tactical gear. But the march on the rally guide, the march was billed as a Jericho march. So I guess they were just going to oh. march and pray and bring the okay. walls. Okay, now oh the shofars make sense. God. Okay, so now the shofars make sense. Yes. Holy oh. shit. Oh. Holy shit. No, that's what they were for. <laughs> what oh, my for. God. 
Bring those walls down, baby. Okay, yeah, so yeah no, that's why they were seven times, and then it's supposed to collapse. Yeah, and you had like that's you you blow the shofars. That's part of the deal. You march around well, seven times, and then you blow the trumpets, and then it all falls down. Yeah, they definitely didn't go seven times. These people did not walk that far. Well, you know, <laughs> that's why it failed. Enough. That's why Evan- evangelical Christians are are really half-assed in their witchcraft. Well, and they're they're not bound by like Old Testament law, so you know, walking up is fine. <laughs> and the thing is, is like so the last time the last time I went to something that was billed as a Jericho march. This is like a recurring theme in these right wing protests. They yeah, love yeah, a Jericho for march. For sure, they do. I was at um oh, it was the first Stop the Steel rally I went to in Richmond when Amanda Chase, our um mm-hmm. our state senator who is a, a super fucking lunatic, love um her. after her after her stop the steel rally, people were like, we're going to do a Jericho march around. And like, I don't know, Kieran, if you've been to the Virginia state Capitol, probably not. Um, but Eve, I know you have, mm-hmm. there's the Capitol grounds are fenced off. Like there is a fence and it was closed because they didn't want Amanda chase to have her rally on because it's close. Sometimes they didn't want people in there doing, um, I don't know, psychotic acts of terrorism or something. Also so like there's <laughs> a plague outside. Right. So they were going <laughs> to do their Jericho march. And the thing about that fenced in area is it is an enclosed like rectangular area that you could go all the way around, but they did it. They like meandered off the path and they're like going through downtown and like crossing the broad street. And it's like, look, I don't, I haven't read the Bible, but I'm pretty sure if this is a Jericho march, go around the walls, just where the fence is, just <laughs> right. go around where the fence is. The organization is not their strong suit because all, they yeeted all the firstborn daughters out of the movement. Right, exactly. And we were the ones who ran shit. We were the ones who, yeah, we were the organizers and now they're just left to their own ends. It's yeah. Fine. And yeah. the only time, the only time during that march that I heard anyone praying was that we were all waiting for the light to change so we could cross like a six lane divided highway so they're like praying for a red light i guess wait is this uh, 64 <laughs> uh, like, like broad, broad street? Street? Is, oh, okay. is there not oh, yeah, yeah. a big button at the crosswalk we did push the button we also okay. had to pray we also I had think to pray. Well, I, mean... I think those things are mythical but like it's fine yeah but honestly karen karen if they hadn't prayed who knows how long it would have taken we but, don't know like we you don't know, know. the crosswalk button may never have worked it was, Never, it was divine providence that we were allowed to go back. <laughs> God, and that, God, I forgot about this. That march it was like so meandering and long. It was like not. It was like not clear where we were going or what the agenda was. And we're like they were going too fast. Love they were not like marches. they were not like minding the back. You know, usually you like mind the back, make sure people are caught up. We were like halfway back to the governor's mansion, and I noticed that there this like elderly couple praying their rosary. They like had their little rosary beads in their hands. We're out of breath and like sitting on the ground and the march left them behind. Oh my God. They're just sitting there on the side of the road praying wow. their rosary. Like wow. unable well, to, to not, march for the walls. They're not able to like make more babies for the movement. So what's the point? Yeah. Sorry, the dog's tangled in the headphones. <laughs> oh, I forgot the microphone is like the microphone is on the headphones. The dog is like, okay, we're we're good. Okay. We're we're fine here. We're, we're good. We're good. It's all right. Hello, buddy. Special <laughs> special dog interlude is great. We I all mean, need that. This this often happens. Usually there's a, a kitten that is around here that interrupts us on my end. So Yeah. <laughs> I think they were very concerned about my absence. I don't think anybody like told them about the coup, but Yeah, Peridot did not know what was happening <laughs> yesterday. No. She does Blanche. not know about coups. Blanche and the chickens just thought I was freaking out over nothing. Yeah. Peridot was just stressed out because we were stressed out. And then she was like, I don't know what's happening right now. 
Blanche was like, mom, you're spending all day on Twitter again. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you yelling at the computer? <laughs> Why are you on your computers and not petting me? It's wrong. This is the good thing about animals. They remind us that like reality exists outside of. Yeah. Thank God too. I mean, like I said, like, I, I'm not kidding about the, like the level of dissociation that is necessary to navigate those spaces. Like, cause if you're, actively processing in like in, a, in a, an appropriate way what's happening around you you can't stay there no you can't so stay let's, there. No. let's no, actually talk about that a little bit because one of the things that we do on this podcast often is talking about you know having trauma responses to current events because they're triggering from our our background um and i've been fairly like on edge for the last two days um how is everybody coping and what are you doing going to be doing to like take care of yourself to like calm down after? Yeah, I, I haven't done that. Like last night I got back to my friend's house and like I, because of the curfew, because I, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay overnight because usually like the Proud Boys roam the city till late at night and I wanted to, you know, have the availability to stay there till late. But because of the curfew, I got back to my friend's house and I was like, oh, I, I could still drive home. Like it's still early. And then I realized like I can't, I can't drive. I can't operate a motor vehicle yeah. right now. <laughs> I was just like laying on my friend Kim's kitchen floor wrapped in a blanket, like a little burrito in my sweatsuit, just like screaming, just like shouting, like trying to explain to her what I had experienced. But I was just kind of shouting at her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's understandable. <laughs> like, Fair. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, one of the things that's been really important for me the last day and a half has been just like not talking to anyone who's stressing out about it with like shock and horror. As so reaction. this is helping you, right? Well, no, no, like you is you anticipated it. Like we're having appropriate reactions, but like surprise is not one of them. If someone's yes. surprised, then I'm just like, I can't talk to you right now. Yeah. I yeah. have nothing to say to you because you clearly have not been interested in listening to anything I've been saying for about five years. Yep. And and we're done here. Like <laughs> the specific manifestations were not entirely what I expected. But the overall vibe, like, I don't know, like, as we were leaving the house yesterday morning, I told my 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 buddy that I was with, like, I think between one and 50 people will get shot. Yeah. And I was right. Yeah, once. Yep. Once. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, like, maybe there'll be an accident, an accidental discharge, or a cop will, you know, pop off on somebody, or one of these psychos will get out a gun and they'll go full fucking Waco on the Capitol steps. Like, who knows? Yeah. So there were surprises to be had, but I wouldn't say that what happened was shocking. Yeah, no, the, yeah. the fact that, like, they were going to charge the Capitol and, like, try to enact physical violence on objects and people was not a surprise. No. I was surprised to see uh, Baked Alaska sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. That was, like, one of those images that doesn't... <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it, and intellectually, I understand what happened, the events leading up to it, like, the, the sequence of physical occurrences. Her, they're going to her chair instead. It's fine. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I mean, they were going there to do violence. Like, they weren't just Yeah, yeah there I mean, to, like, this is the point. Like, this is, we're invading. They, they didn't just, we're invading they didn't just private space. Yeah. No, we are, we are violating private sacred space so that these people do not feel safe doing their jobs anymore. Yeah. Why do you think they brought zip ties? You don't zip tie right. a podium. You uh. don't bring zip ties to steal mail. Like, I guarantee you they're going to find that guy's laptop and it's going to be, like, detailed schematics of, like, his, his weird tribunal dungeon that he built for Nancy Pelosi. Well, I mean, this is what, like, yes. The governor of Michigan was a dry run. Yep. Yep. Like, thank God so, those guys yep. were idiots. Yeah. 
Well, and I think that's, thank God, all of these guys are idiots so far. Like, and this is what I mean is like self-care for me is just like not talking to anyone who hasn't been paying attention. Yeah. And is shocked. Yeah, it's It's really frustrating. And I know like, I guess part of what my job is, right, is like making this information accessible and like helping to explain it to people who don't understand it. And so I'm, but I'm like feeling weirdly resentful today of people asking stupid questions. Like, I don't know, just fucking figure it out. Like, where have you been? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is, this is Kieran and I's usual beat where we're like, I'm so sorry. We did an entire podcast about this for two years. Right. Go we, we've do been your writing about it for five. Like, what like, the fuck? It's on the internet. Go look it up and then we'll talk to you after you've done your homework. But yeah. like we've made it available. There are things people don't know and like I'm not condemning ignorance, but like at this point, if the existence of right-wing violence is something that you have not made yourself aware of, it's because you chose not to. It's not a lack of availability of the information. So it's not like, "Oh, I'll just explain it to you because that's already been done. I know that I know for a fact that it's been done and you yeah. chose a, not to know it." I my ex is brother used to say if you haven't seen Bob Dylan in concert yet live because it's because you haven't been trying and I think that this <laughs> I did I thing. true I didn't try yes like like yes if you are not aware of this it's because you've been actively siloing yourself away from this information yeah and some of these people absolutely know better like like Jake Tapper log off log off <laughs> So many people, honestly, just like all these, all these like, liberal pundits. Like, how could this have happened? Like, I don't know, Jake. I guess if you hadn't spent the last four years talking about how Antifa are terrorists, maybe you would have noticed the fa that we are anti has been there all along, right? Right. Like, small things, just little things. Jake. It's so it's endlessly frustrating to me. To see people be like, I mean, I don't know how we could have possibly seen this coming. I'm so surprised and, and shocked that this happened. And I'm just like, if I was your you mom, me. you would be cleaning the bathroom right not, now. I'm just that. I have not been shutting up about this. Like the, the guy that sells the Christmas trees at the Charlottesville farmers market has been posting about murdering the governor for months, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> like people know him and they're seeing these posts and they're like I don't know that's just Leonard but it's like at some point somebody who's posting on Facebook 10 memes a day about murdering the governor is gonna try to murder the governor and it's right. already happening and I don't know you don't get to be surprised anymore if the Christmas like, tree guy kills the governor yeah like I mean this is if any of you are test boundaries if we don't stop the person from violating X boundary, they're going to try the next one. And yep. oh, nobody's saying anything. So I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. You stop me. And if you don't stop me, then I guess I'll just kill the governor. I mean, that's what happened on the, at the Capitol steps. Right. So I'm standing like I've been to <laughs> like, I guess, as we all have this year, been to a couple of riots and there's so you have a sort of have like a, a built in sort of animal understanding of which boundaries are going like which yep. boundary transgressions are going to result in you in your boundary being transgressed? Yeah. Like what what crowd movements are are going to become dangerous for you in the crowd? Uh, and so standing there in that crowd, watching it, watching them move, watching them sort of negotiate their space uh, and they decide like what they wanted to do and where they wanted to be. And there were all of these moments where I'm like, okay, they're you know they're worried about stampede, like they don't want to use like mass crowd clearing because they don't want people to get crushed, but like okay, we've transgressed. They're going to, they're going to do something. And every single time I'm like, okay, this time, 
oh, no, no, we're still transgressing. Oh, there's a guy on the steps. Oh, they're in the scaffolding. Oh, they're climbing the scaffolding. Oh, they're on oh, top of the scaffolding. Oh, they broke oh there's the a window. bunch of guys in the scaffolding. Oh, they're all on the stairs. Oh, the windows are broken. Oh, they're inside. And it yeah. was just like boundary after like, moment after moment where like someone could have said, okay, no, no more. We're bringing the riot police out. And they just kept not doing it. And I kind of like, at some point I felt stupid. I'm like, I guess that's just not how reality works here. We're well, right. not yeah. in the same reality. Everyone was like, oh, the police were overpowered. And I'm like, no, the police like gave permission. The police, the police were taking police- selfies and opening doors and waving people in. Like they were complicit in this. And like, like there was, there was a They point, could have stopped like, it if they wanted. There was, like, there was a point where it did become impossible to control the crowd because they let it get there. Yep. If they, in that video of the first people breaking down those barriers, sure, there were like 20 Trump guys and six cops, but like, that's yeah, I actually, babysat that's more not, than five not, kids in a night. I know how this works. That's yeah. not, to stop that's things not early the, or you can't, or you lose yep, control. Yeah. But they're saying like, oh, those cop, those six cops are outnumbered by those like 20 guys in Trump hats. And it's like, that's actually not the power imbalance you think it is if all those cops have batons, pepper spray, tear gas, guns. Like, exactly. That's, that's not the, the power imbalance of, of, of six on 20. Like, they them. allowed themselves to be overpowered. And they not, did. And again, like this is such like, it's politically, well, morally, and emotionally complicated for me because I'm not, I'm not saying those cops should have hurt those people. I don't want cops to hurt people, mm-hmm. but they like the discrepancy, the discrepancy just like after, you know, being in Oakland protesting earlier this year and like the cops fucking tear gassing near my neighborhood. Like, I don't have patience for that shit. Like, the cops tear gassed a kid in a stroller in Roanoke. Like, yeah, it's it's just like, no, no. If the cops are not already like tear gassing these people like one they shouldn't tear gas period but two like obviously they are complicit in enabling this they have tools that they are using to use and the layout so the layout here is you know like the way cops have been using tear gas this summer is that you know like firing directly into crowds and at people in a way that it it creates dangerous crowd situations like firing into the middle of a crowd that's not how it's designed to be used. It's designed to be fired into an exclusion zone so that people don't enter it, right? Right. So if, I, if they had used tear gas properly, if they had actually, I mean, it's, it's bad and no one should use it as a weapon of war. It's disgusting, but like they have it and they do use it. And how it is meant to be used, if they had from the Capitol steps fired it into onto the Capitol lawn and into that little um, semicircle area before it got full of people, if they had right. fired full strength crowd control tear gas into that zone and made it an exclusion zone, people wouldn't have entered it. Because if none of these people did, had none of these people had masks on, they would not yep. have walked into a tear gas cloud. Right. They, if they had done anything that they've been doing to Antifa all summer. Right? Yep. Yep. And like I fully acknowledge that if they had fired tear gas into a crowd of ten thousand people, hundreds of people would have been trampled to death. People would have died. Like I oh, was, yeah. As yeah. I was standing on that wall, I was like, oh god. Okay. If the cops choose this moment to try and clear this crowd, I will die. I will be crushed to death by a dude in a tactical vest. Yeah. I will not make, yep. I was like looking for places where I could put my body where it wouldn't get crushed. And I was finding none. So I mm-hmm. get that they couldn't have done it at that point, but in the hour prior to that, they definitely could have tried. Right. They didn't. Like, and that's the thing. That's the thing. There are so many things that literally any of the police in DC could have done to mitigate that. They could have that they chose there. not to do. Right. I, they could have existed like, at I, all. Like you have you been to DC? Like, I know Eve, you've been to DC. Girl, have you been to I was, yeah, I, yes, was totally. I was at Unite the Right 2.0. Like yeah, they have cops. Been, yeah. 
You came to our nation's capital. Like all my friends in D.C. were terrorized earlier this year by D.C. police. It's like even on just like a regular Wednesday, if this had been a regular non-coup Wednesday, there would have been a lot of cops at the Capitol because they don't like for people to come up to where the laws get made and try and do mischief. There's a lot of cops there all the time. I'm I'm suddenly like having this flashback (laughs) to like when my father took my siblings to DC when I was in, I was probably a freshman in college. And so, you know, he's doing like a homeschool dad field trip with like six or seven kids. And and one of my brothers, the twins are there now like 18. He must've been like seven or eight at the time. Goes up to this cop with a machine gun in front of the Capitol and is like, why do you have that gun? Is it to keep <laughs> the robbers out? And the oh. cop says, no, it's to keep them in. That's a pretty good bit. Uh-huh. That's a pretty good bit though. It's a pretty good bit. It's a really good bit, but also... Uh-huh. Also, where is the lie? It's where less is funny. The lie? It's less funny now that the Capitol Police did let the murderers in to kill Congress. Yeah, <laughs> but it also shows you like whose side they're on. Yes, they, they, yeah, yep. And it's like I wasn't inside because I didn't want to die. Um, so I, I can only I can only tell you information that you already have access to from the internet. But like the, that interview of the guy right after he came out talking about like, oh no, the cops were actually really polite to us. Like I think they're on our side. No yeah. shit. No shit, dude. No, because you're because you're not wow. dead. Because you're not dead. Yep. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't think cops should kill people, and I don't want it to sound like that's what I'm endorsing. No, but, but if you like, if you had asked me a week ago what would happen if you broke into the capitol capital building and tried to kill a senator, I would say the Secret Service would kill you. They right. would, there would be no questions asked. There would be no negotiating or trying to figure it out which game be. was. That's, if you broke in away, theory, their job and their reputation. Right. That's what they would do is they would just kill you. And that would be bad. And we would all say, like, uh, they probably shouldn't have done that. But that's what they would do. That's what I would expect. Yeah. And we would all be like, also, you probably shouldn't have, like, gone into the Capitol to shoot someone and thought you were going to make it out. God, I'm so surprised there wasn't a mass shooting, to be honest with you. I'm yeah. so grateful there was. I mean, but this is how we felt after Richmond, too. Like, how, like, how the fuck did this not blow up worse than it did? Yeah. And I think it's I think it's because of the lack of active resistance, and because they arrested I think, those guys that were going to do the mass shooting. I think. Well, yeah, the guy. <laughs> no, but like, so that in Richmond, yes. Yeah. But also, but also, like the lack of resistance. Like, if you don't have anyone escalating the conflict, right? The point. Yeah. Where and do you go? Upset, like at first, like at the beginning of the confrontation at the Capitol, I was thinking, okay, like maybe it is for the best that the cops aren't agitating the crowd. But this wasn't the kind of crowd that, like, I don't know. I've been to, I've been to actions where I'm like, if the cops would just leave us alone, we'll get tired in 45 minutes and we'll go. Just, like, let us yell. Yeah. Let us walk around a yep. little bit. And then, like, we'll go. This wasn't a crowd that was going to just go. No. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, they built a gallows. Yeah. Built a gallows. Well, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Next to the cross? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you gotta have both, right? Well, it's the Christian gallows, so I mean, like, the, the the cross is also a form of capital punishment. I don't know why you guys are so into it. It's creepy. <laughs> I mean, why are they? Why, why is it fun to guillotines? <laughs> oh, because that's because we want to use them. Yeah. Oh right. Oh, do you do Christians want to crucify people? I mean, usually not literally. No, no, they usually see themselves as being the ones crucified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's important that, like, if they're going to be martyred, that there's a cross for them to be martyred on. 
Got to keep it handy in case it exactly. happens. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a DNR for Christians. Yeah. <laughs> if anything <laughs> happens, just put me up there. Right. Just put me up there. Like, that's where I want to, that's how I want to go. It's, it's fine. I can be the new Jesus. Check back Ooh. in three days. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're not worried about COVID. <laughs> I mean, again, when Armageddon happens, you get a new body. So, like, who cares about COVID? Yeah, like, it those, doesn't Those matter. lungs are going to be replaced. Oof. Ooh, like, that's the thing. That's the thing about, like, parts sex of Christianity really, truly being a death cult is, like, they don't care. They fundamentally, and this is, I'm totally talking about my parents right now. They fundamentally <laughs> do not care if they die, because if they do, they're doing it for the glory of God. And at that point, they won't have any of their earthly fears and anxieties or depression or whatever the fuck. And holding this is them. why everyone underestimates the Christian anti-vax quadrant. Yeah. Right. Because they don't, you can't reason with them like, well, don't you want to not die? No, 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 that's not oh, that is the point. The, the quicker it happens, the sooner they're with God. Like in a, some really fucked up shit that my mom told me when she was pregnant was like, sh- there was a, a family friend that we knew who almost died in childbirth multiple times. And my mom was just sort of like, I kind of want that to happen. Like that's, that's like so pure and godly. And like, that, and I was just like, that's the most saintly way to go. Because is there such what? a thing as, is there such a thing as prepartum depression? I think that's just depression. Yes. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes. yikes! Yes. Yeah, but like that's and that's like not an uncommon thing. Like no. other people I knew believe that and want that and see like any kind of them being killed or put in harm's way as like a way that they can be like in heaven faster and they're not going to stand in the way of it. Like they're going to actively do it. They have a death wish. That's a difficult enemy to fight. Cause I feel like most, most playing fields, you know, you can at least count on your enemy, not having a death wish that they'll, right. they'll, behave, in, they'll behave in a way that is, that, that favors preservation of life. And that's not and what's happening. In addition to that, like not only do they not have, a, they have a death wish, but like, to remove the death wish would be to admit that mental health problems are real and that it's not something that God is going to just cure you of. So, and yeah. that it's not a problem of lack of faith. And yeah. if, as long as it's a problem of lack of faith, it's your fault. And, uh, it's know, like no dying, you di- dying of it no. will, will make it better. I mean, it's like those those Reddit posts from before yesterday. I'm sure you guys all saw those. It was like, um, you know, I said goodbye to my family and I'm oh, going yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, fight yeah. to fight for God and Trump. And I, you know, I might not come home. And I mean, I, I yep. get. I've gone to actions before where I thought like I could die here, but it's never like, man, I hope I die here. Right. Right. Like, there's, there's a difference there's, between being pragmatic and being like actively against your own survival like i'm gonna leave a note with a friend with the password to my computer so they can like settle my my bills versus like man i hope i die (laughs) right yeah and i don't i don't know that's so this is why i guess let's talk a little bit about the 20th and then wrap up just like this is a preview yep i don't think we're going to see anything less on inauguration day but I think the cops will behave differently because they're very embarrassed now. 
Yes, this is true. They made them look like fools on their own turf. But are but they embarrassed they'll be, they'll... enough? I I have a strong feeling that there will be an insane level of state violence, and it will not necessarily be restricted to uh, being towards the right. I mean, I guess that feels like a lazy prediction, right? Because every state backlash against the right hurts us more. That's just how it works. That's just how it always works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that is what will happen. And you know what? Maybe this is cowardly of me, but I'm... Um, <laughs> no I can't tears. Blame you, though. I just... Uh, I have to quarantine for two weeks, and that's like exactly two weeks from now, and I just... I don't know. It's not worth it. Yeah. I happen to have to be in DC that day, so like who knows? You should but... cancel whatever that is. <laughs> no, this it's I mean it's outside of DC, but like my friend's getting top surgery and I'm going up to help. But... Oh nice. Well, I guess yeah. you don't have to cancel that. That sounds great. That's no, I, I think that's like a, a better thing to do. Yeah. But 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 I, and I think this is the thing to like take away is just like don't be surprised. Right. Like, people are no. actively going in there with death wishes on the 20th. Right, like I mean, this I, was just. I like, don't know how we get out of this without one bomb exploding, you know. Yeah, because they, I'm they shocked a bunch that of bombs. nothing did. I'm yeah, shocked nothing too. went off. And I saw, you know, sometimes you see, like, you know, we found an IED, and it turns out they made it wrong, and this, like, this shit wouldn't actually explode. They're like, we found them, and they were real bombs. Oh, good. Yeah, they so... didn't have the homeschool textbooks that we had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, oh this cuties. is great, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If I ever see another weird guy with a shofar, I want to come back on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll have an entire like section of episodes just dedicated to guys with shofars. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of material there. There there is. <laughs> like they're they're really it's a it's a well we have not yet even begin to like un- Oh my god, I forgot to tell you do. I saw a guy in a fake bishop cassock. <laughs> Oh, wait, what was that? <laughs> so I thought it was a real bishop, but I sent it to my partner, who again is like so like bizarrely trad cath that like he sent me off. <laughs> screenshot of his reply to me it was like six paragraphs about how like those probably aren't real priests. It's like uh-huh. I don't know that those those little hats look special. That's a specialty <laughs> item. I don't know where you would have gotten them. But yeah, there was a fake. Uh, there was a fake bishop there. Good job. Oh my god. I, but I have no idea. The Catholic contingent of this this movement is not something I'm I'm up to date on. Yeah, if anyone uh, listening is, let us know if you want to talk about it and enlighten us because would love to hear. I'm baffled. Thomas has detailed theories about a coming schism in the Catholic Church involving a Christo-fascist um, oh. Amer- American well, Catholicism. I, mean, oh. I know. I mean, like. Vatican II like sort of start started that and yeah it didn't ever really go anywhere so I would not be surprised either. But so we've got to look forward to yeah cool. cool. <laughs> Thank Fine. you, Molly. All right, don't die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you too. Stay well. Ooh. Well, welcome to season three. Welcome to season three. We do the thing. We're back. Um, hopefully, this hopefully. will be the most exciting episode of the entire season. That would that would be ideal. That would be. <laughs> I doubt. I doubt it. But <laughs> I. I would. I'm. I'm here for it. 
Thanks for joining us, guys. Take care of yourselves. We'll probably be back or on or around Inauguration Day sometime. Yes. Yes. This was um this was not the start of season three we planned because it happened before we planned season three. So I'm okay <laughs> I'm, I'm also fine with this. This seems fitting to the year already. Um just just get up and go and you know, put your pants on later. Yep, it's it's gonna be exciting, exciting times. Uh, if you're not in the Slack and you want to be, um, if you're a patron, that's the pinned post. If you're not a patron, you should be a patron because then you can hang out with us in Slack. Um, and it's <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/KitchenTablePod. Um, so definitely check that out if you want. You can find us on all of our social medias through KitchenTablePod.com. Of the yeah. various kinds. Yes. And if you have uh, questions, uh, kitchentablecold at gmail.com is how you email us. Thank you so much to our producer, Dave, for making us sound good every single time without fail. Yes. And uh, the music on this episode uh, is from the band Heavens on their album Stenazzo. The song is called Janet, and it's really good. Thank you for being the soundtrack of this yeah and thanks for everyone for listening and being here through all of this stuff and i guess 2021 is shaping up to be a 2020 and 2021 is saying how well trained are you yeah 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 i you know the thing that i keep reminding people is that um just because we left 2020 does not mean that all of the other things that have been happening got the memo and uh, that appears no. to be truer than I wanted it to be. So buckle in, it's gonna be bu- red. <laughs> yeah. Wash your hey, hands, hey. wear your mask. Georgia. Georgia. We can end on that note. Georgia is great. Hopefully we still have a Senate for that to, you know, happen. Hey, um, you know, going out on a high note. But like that's such a big deal, honestly, for for Georgia it to really have. Is. A black and Jewish senator. Like, it's huge. The county that I lived in um, was blue, which was a surprise to me. So I'm really happy about that personally. Everyone who's been, you know, working so hard on making Georgia happen, good job. Uh, we did it. It's great. Yeah, it's, it, that's a huge, that's a huge victory. So let's end on that. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Drink See you water, next time. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.